Good morning. Uh, cool to uh, be here together in this sort of way. Uh, for those that are meeting in uh, house churches, good on you guys, or Zoom, good on you guys, or on the website. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to open up the Word of God, sit under the Word of God with us today. Going to be carrying on in uh, the book of Malachi. Uh, first, just got a a few things I'd like to say, um, but whatever mode you are in uh, for opening up the Word of God, fantastic. Um, thank you for your patience, uh, flexibility as we navigate this uh, strange time in our history with COVID. Um, we we realise sort of it's going to be a pretty tough month. What we're going to be doing is uh, stripping back a lot of activities and for instance, uh, home groups, we're just going to uh, have little bubbles, little uh, tiny little groups of people, whoever wants to meet together, two or three or whatever it is, to, to pray and, and keep supporting each other. Um, and if you want to be part of that, if, um, contact Shah and, and she'll help uh, hook you up with uh, one or two others. Uh, thank you too for those that... Um, continue to give financially, appreciate your generosity, and even though we're not able to meet all together in the same way in one place, um, the church goes on, and we are confident of what the Lord will uh, continue to do in and around us and through us, and uh, as time goes on, uh, things will start to resemble what we've known before. So, um, yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you for your word. And, and as we open it up today, that your will uh, be done in us. I uh, pray you'd speak to us through your your word today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We're going to carry on in the book of Malachi. It's going to be Malachi 2, uh, verse 10 to 3, verse 5. Malachi chapter 2, verse 10 to 3, verse 5. He was a man, and uh, and he was asleep. And as he slept, there were some pranksters. What they did is they got some cheese, and they rubbed it into his moustache. The man woke up, and he woke up, and oh, this, the cheese was blue cheese, by the way. Really smelly blue cheese. And the man uh, was asleep as he woke up. Oh, this room stinks. He goes out into the hallway, and uh, he's out in the hallway, he goes, oh, this house stinks. The man, same man, goes outside, he goes, oh, this, the whole world stinks. And the trouble was, of course, misdiagnosis, that uh, he didn't realize that the trouble was actually uh, under his nose. And this was the trouble of Malachi's people at the time of Malachi, they misdiagnosed, they didn't actually realize that the trouble was under their nose. Uh, first week, as we started Malachi, we talked about an eye trouble of the people. They could not see the days that had gone by, they couldn't, couldn't see their, their heritage of faith, the whakapapa of, of faith, of how God had moved through their lineage, through Jacob and all the patriarchs, matriarchs of faith. 
Uh, last week we looked at the heart and lip problem of the people. The, the people's hearts had gone cold towards God, but also the, the heart of God for the nations. Uh, God says, I will be great among the nations and lips as well. The lips of the priest were to declare the praise of God and the concept the New Testament concept of all the believers being priests, the priesthood of believers, to declare the glory of God. Well, this week, uh, the body part is feet. Feet. And the spiritual problem was that there was a gap between the people and God. A gap between God and the people. And they knew it. They could sense it. They could feel it. They were experiencing it. They are experiencing the lack of God's blessing and they weren't happy about it. That distance, that gap. And uh, it says, chapter 2, verse 13, that they were flooding the altar with their tears. They were upset. And uh, at the same time, they were pointing their fingers at God and saying, God was a problem. God had moved. And that was a terrible misdiagnosis and there was a problem of distance for the chosen ones the community of faith but guess who had moved <laughs> and it wasn't God the people themselves were the ones who had moved from God so let's read the scripture Malachi chapter 2 verse 10 Malachi 2 verse 10 do we not all have one father did not one God create us. What are you, why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another? Judah has been unfaithful. A detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign god. As for the man who does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord remove him from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings an offering to the Lord Almighty. Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Verse 15, has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and in spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. The man who hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord, the God of Israel, does violence to the one he should protect, says the Lord Almighty. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful. You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, you ask? By saying all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. Or where is the God of justice? 3 verse 1, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. 
the messenger of the covenant, whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or laundress soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former years. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. Uh, there was a woman, I read a, a story of a woman uh, just last week, and she uh, she was having problems. In fact, um, she couldn't eat. The doctor uh, said, you need to go and see a psychiatrist. You're anorexic. Well, as it turned out, she was not anorexic. She actually had a broken uh, chest bone sticking into her stomach and diaphragm. And she was not able to eat. That was why she was not able to eat. And misdiagnosis. And uh, all the questions of Malachi, there's six uh, blocks of questions and, and basically they are passive aggressive they are not really questions seeking knowledge they are accusations against God and this week the accusation is this the accusation is this that God has moved God has moved away from us and that's a shocking misdiagnosis Malachi 2 verse 13 and 14 why? Why is God not paying attention to us? Where is the God of justice? Where has God gone? He's supposed to be here right alongside us. He's uh, supposed to be here helping us, uh, fighting against our enemies, making us happy. <coughs> Excuse me. Why has God moved? Why has he moved from us? And God says, that's a misdiagnosis. I haven't moved. You have moved. You people are the ones who have moved. You've walked away from me. You've created the gap. And the consequences can be seen in their really dysfunctional relationships. There's incredible unfaithfulness to God. The one God, the Father, it says, that they were linked to. And instead they involved in occultic stuff um sorcerers chapter 3 verse 5 in the place of the power of god now, unfaithful to their wives and they it seems they were um ditching their hebrew wives and getting in younger foreign wives now this is not a, a racial thing um malachi in fact announces the mistreatment of aliens in 3 verse 5 but the the thing was that these foreign women were bringing in <coughs> their religion to the chosen people of God and that was affecting their spirituality as it always does our, our sexuality affects their spirituality 1 Corinthians 6 and Ephesians 5 says this as well and their unfaithfulness 
also to their code of con conduct to other humans. Uh, the covenant was not only about God, it was about the way they were to interact with other people. To, uh, in particular, the vulnerable. We've talked about their wives, but also to widows, to orphans, to aliens, to foreigners, and also to day laborers who really needed their money on the day. And God says, you have moved, you've walked away, you've created distance from me. You know, sometimes the reason we give for something is not the real reason. I remember having a, a talk to a, a great lady. She'd actually been in ministry for, for uh, four decades, I believe. Uh, she was on the executive of the AOG Church of New Zealand and uh, we had the great privilege of meeting her on our sabbatical. And we were chatting about different things. And I said, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, people get hurt in church, hurt by church. So she was uh, mid-60s, she's retirement age, she had nothing to lose. <laughs> and she goes, ah. she says, ah, most of them just need to repent. <laughs> But, but, I'm God, I'm God, uh, God says through the prophet Malachi, I'm going to close the gap, I'm going to close the gap, I'm going to close the gap, um, and I want us to mine the gap, you know, at train stations, at train stations, we're going to come back to I'm going to close the gap. First, we're going to look at mind the gap. Train stations, often there's this warning uh, at the train station that says, mind the gap. Mind the distance between the train and the platform. That can be dangerous. You can fall down that. And there was a gap in the exiles of Judah uh, between their expectation and the reality that they were experiencing. Yeah, the temple was rebuilt. It was up and running. But it was not like the old one of Solomon's time. It was nowhere near the splendor of, of Solomon's first temple. Uh, financially, there was a gap between their hopes and reality, between their hopes and expectations and what they were actually experiencing. We know from the book of Haggai, written around about the same time, there was, a, there was droughts, there were crop failures, and there was this misunderstanding that once the temple had been restored and was up and running, that uh, immediate financial blessing would follow, and it hadn't followed. In terms of their sort of political power too, uh, this was not the glory days, and they did have some autonomy. Um, the Persians had supplied, uh, appointed a governor for the region of Judah, um, but even that was a reminder that they did not have full autonomy. In reality, that province of Judah was a convenient military base for the Persian army to control Egypt. And so they, they, they realized they were not living the glory days that they perceived of the days of King David and of King Solomon. And the surrounding, uh, the province of Judah, they were surrounded by their enemies. They were still in existence. And being back 
Being back in Judah was not all they thought it was going to be, all they'd hoped and dreamed of. So there's a gap between their hopes and dreams and the reality of the exiles. But God says this, here it comes, God says, I'm going to move into the gap. I'm going to close the gap. I will appear. Malachi 3 verse 1, I will appear. You've created the gap, says God, but I will close the gap. And uh, um, the New Testament and Christians have always seen this as a very important prophecy of the coming of Jesus. Uh, that he will send the messenger uh, bef before um, the return of the Messiah. And this is John the Baptist, who will prepare the way, and then I will come, says the Lord. So it happens like this, John the Baptist, then Jesus. And this time, the time of Messiah was preceded by John, uh, John the Baptist. And John did not come with a, a goodie bag full of presents. John did not come with weapons and strategy to do away with their oppressors. He came with a message, and the message was this. The people needed to repent. Same as Malachi. That was their preparation for the coming of the Lord, for the coming of Jesus. This is John's message. You need to repent. You must repent. And the big picture of the Bible is Christ italic. And that means it's coming towards a point, a goal. And the big picture of the Bible, that point is Jesus. It's all about Jesus. This is where the Bible heads, ends up. This is what we are about. It's all about Jesus. Malachi 3 verse 1. I will send my messenger and then the Lord will appear. And so Jesus is the goal, the ultimate end, the fulfillment of everything that the Bible is pointing towards. I will send my messenger and then the Lord will appear. Where is the Lord? The people of Malachi's day asked. And Malachi the prophet rep replies, He is coming. There's a gap, but he is coming. And Malachi, of course, didn't totally see clearly about Jesus. But as the Spirit moved on him, he was able to, to speak and predict, and he wrote it, that this uh, prophetic insight of the Lord would return. He is coming. He will appear. And we've just started into Lent this week, uh, the road to Easter, uh, 40 days to Easter. And Easter is our key event as followers of Jesus, that God recognized the gap, recognized a huge divide between us and him and our sin. And he chose to close it himself through Jesus, that we were missing the mark, uh, morally, spiritually, in all sorts of ways. And Jesus decided that uh, he would stand in the gap for us. And this is why we're going to celebrate communion today, while we celebrate communion of Jesus standing in the gap for us and giving of himself his body and his blood for us. Bless you. Thank you. Amen.